Elizabeth Chapel, a lifelong entrepreneur who finally found my niche. After years of new ideas and jumping from business to business, I figured out how to turn a craft into a successful career. In 2016, I started a monthly subscription box for quilters. That little startup has grown into a thriving, multiple six-figure business that I am so proud of. As a published author, designer of fabrics and patterns being sold throughout the world, my favorite thing to do is to teach others how to grow a career of their dreams. Each week you'll hear from me or from other guests who are creative entrepreneurs, so you can learn exactly what to do and what not to do to grow a career that's more rewarding and successful than you ever thought possible. If you're ready to turn your craft into a career that you love, I am so excited you're here. Welcome to the Craft to Career podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 119 of the Craft to Career podcast. I am Elizabeth Chapel of Quilters Candy. And this week, the episode's a little bit different. This is me just sharing what's happening in my business and kind of the thought process of these changes that I'm making, why I'm making them and what that's going to look like. Before we dive into my little chat with you, I want to share a review that comes from Maria of MV Quilts. She says, so good, one has to write a review again. I love this. So she's left a review before. I think this is her third time writing a review, which I am so thankful for. So she says, I'm back again to write yet another review because I love this podcast so much. It is not only super informative with serious business advice and insight, but also inspirational and comforting. What I really love is the variety. Some episodes are practical business advice and expert guests. Some are Elizabeth's own deep dive into a topic and some like this very last one with my fellow pattern writing course alumni as a guest is just so fun to listen to. Elizabeth pours her heart into this podcast and everything she does and it shows at every step. That alone is a precious value and lesson to us all. Thanks again, Elizabeth. So Maria, thank you so much for leaving these reviews. I, it means so much to the longevity of the podcast. In fact, I just was talking to Julia Walks, uh, another alumni. She just DM'd me and she said, I just started listening to the podcast. I know I'm late to the party, but I will definitely leave a review. So that's the beautiful thing about a podcast is you'll find it when you're ready. When you find these episodes, that's when you need them. And thank you so much, Julia, in advance for leaving a review. And just a reminder, the reason to leave a review is so that, I mean, it really serves you, you serves yourself. So when I reach out to a guest and say, would you be willing to come on the Craft a Career podcast? They most likely go and look up the podcast and they're going to see how many reviews there are. The more reviews there are, the more likely they are to say yes, especially if they're pretty well-known or established they will only be a guest on podcasts that have a lot of reviews. So to get even better guests on the podcast, you can do yourself a favor and just take a moment to write a review for the podcast. And now let's dive in and I'll chat with you about some things that I'm working on right now in my business. So as you know, I talked a few episodes back about my priorities shifting and 
it's been a pretty big year for me to kind of step back and evaluate what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And I talked about for, you know, I think it was around the end of last year. Well, all right, I'm trying to think how this all came to be. So the first year that I opened the quilt pattern writing course around, and I'm ballparking because I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, around 60 people signed up. The second year around, I don't know, just under 100 people signed up. And then last year, about 280 people signed up. So it grew, you know, exponentially. And I was so excited, still am. And I'm excited for this fourth year to see how it's going to grow. But I I got to this like, wow, okay, I could really see myself getting to like the million dollar mark where I'm earning a million dollars a year. And I signed up for some mentorships and things where it's all about, you know, money, money, money. And really quick, I realized I wasn't happy doing that. And I was adding, I added the craft to career club, which is a great idea, but I had to end it because it was not sustainable. The amount of content I was producing, it was like creating a brand new course every month. And I was quickly on my way to burning out. Um, And I've been re-recording the entire quilt pattern writing course with uh, guidance from Shannon Boyer, who is an amazing mentor and helping me improve the course greatly. But with those two things going on, not to mention the other aspects of my business, it was not sustainable. And it was coming from a place of, I will get to this million dollar mark. And so, you know, I talk on here a lot and I'll continue to talk, especially on this episode, that when you're an entrepreneur, it really brings up a lot of your issues. So I have a life coach, I have a therapist, and it's been really insightful for me to question why, why do I, why did I care? You know, if I get to a million dollars a year, what does that mean to me? Why is this important? To be honest, I still can't totally answer that. I mean, I can go back to things in my life. Like I just want to prove that as a female, I can earn money I can be the breadwinner. Uh, that's not the motivation I I want to, you know, it's while it is meaningful, it's not propelling me to get to that million dollar mark. In fact, I don't even want to. I'm not, that's not my goal anymore. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But I also, you know, what what is my drive? What there's a bit of me that's like, well, you know, there's people in my past who it's kind of like, yeah, see, you didn't think I could become much, and I am. Again, that's not the driving force in my life. That's not going to, that's not the end all be all. And for whatever reason, probably the passing of my mom, you know, not too long ago, but this life I realize is pretty short. And at the end of it, when all said and done, what am I going to be like, I'm so glad I did this, or I wish I had done that. It's not going to be the money. I'm not going to say like, my goodness, I'm so glad I got to the million dollar mark. And as I've mentioned before, when you do get to a milestone, as I was like, well, if I can get to a hundred thousand a year, oh my gosh, I got to this. I'm almost to this. It's really fleeting that it's not a reward in and of itself. The only thing that does is you have more money. And at a certain point, I mean, once your basic needs are covered, it doesn't bring that much difference to your life. 
you know, I've talked about it with my husband. If we won the lottery, if we had, if money was literally, we didn't even know what to do with it all. I don't even know what dollar amount that would be because at a certain point, it just becomes unfathomable in my mind. But we're like, what, how would our life look different? And there's not a whole lot, you know? So it's real. the money is not what is driving me. And I found myself chatting with some people and I would say, I'm just not sure that I care if I get to that million dollar mark. And there was one person who was like, well, you probably just don't realize because you haven't earned that much money yet, which was really insulting. I was like, no, it's not that. And that's relative. Like, I'm pretty proud of what I've accomplished so far. And so I actually heard James Wedmore speaking. I've just discovered him recently and it just spoke to my soul where he was like, the money is not the motivation. The motivation is the difference that you can make in other people's lives. And I was like, oh my gosh, he gets it. Because I have actually heard other people say, I think you're just afraid of earning that much. Or it's just because you haven't earned enough. You don't realize what that would look like. But for someone to get it, where he got to, I don't know, a couple million dollars. And he got a little depressed, actually, because he was like, this is it that why am I doing this? Like, what is the point? It's not that satisfying to have money. And so when money is the driving force, it's really an empty purpose. So why am I sharing this? I'm sharing it because with that realization that like, I just don't really care. Yes, I want to be lucrative, right? I want to have a successful business. But how I'm going to measure that success It's in the lives that I change. It's in helping people have a successful career, learn a new skill, learn how to use Adobe Illustrator and InDesign to write their quilt patterns, sell their patterns and have success. I mean, when I have students reach out and say, I mean, I had one student reach out and say, oh my gosh, we were able to buy a second car for my home, for my family. Uh, This has been something we've been wanting to do. And now I'm able to do it because of my quilting career. That is satisfying. That brings joy and purpose. But beyond that, my job is not the only thing in my life. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I'm a part of a community. Granted, I'm an introvert, but I'd like to, you know, foster some friendships with people who I see and face to face. And to be completely honest, in the last few years, most of the time I don't do stuff because I am 100% focused on my business. So I'm starting to realize I I would like to have more time for my family. I'd like to be able to just check out and go on vacation more often. And so that's going to mean I need to shift what I'm doing in my job a bit. So I am going to be getting rid of one whole aspect of my business And next Friday on the podcast, I'll be sharing what that is and what that is going to look like, how I chose all the things. Um, But for now, I mean, to explain my business, there's kind of these two audiences that I serve. I serve the hobbyist, someone who's quilting because they just love it. You know, that's their hobby. And then I serve the quilterpreneur or creative entrepreneur. And one thing I tell people is niche down, do one thing and do it really well. And so I've, for years, I've been thinking and leaning into like, I just really love the business side of this more, 
but I don't want to give up this other side because proof of concept, you know, I can tell people, look, I know what I'm talking about because I have this thing. Well, now I want my proof of concept to be, look at my students, look at the people who've taken my course, look at the success they're having. That's my proof of concept. What I'm teaching really works. And no longer do I want to be focusing on my results. I want to focus on the results that I'm providing for others. And, you know, this, this thing that I'll be announcing next week, as much as I, for years, I have been like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll give it up and I'll talk to people and get coached on it. And they're like, but what if you could just streamline it so you don't have to do these things? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been working on that, working on it. The moment that I decided, okay, I'm actually going to, to sell this, move forward. I did not realize how much mental energy it was taking to run this thing that I did enjoy, that I I love. And that's another reason why it was hard to give it up. But there's a lot. I mean, just having something in your life that you have mental space for, that you're thinking about and marketing and promoting and all these things, there's a lot that goes into it. So I'm already excited about being able to go all in and focus 100% on the Quilterpreneurs, the podcast. I love it. Um, there, you know, I love designing fabric. And yes, I will still write some quilt patterns. Probably not a whole ton because I, maybe one, two a year, uh, because I really want to focus on helping other quilterpreneurs and yes, helping them write quilt patterns. And I do, so I will still always be writing quilt patterns and there, you know, there's ideas. There's one that I have right now, even though that I'm like, would this be a pattern? This is probably more of a free tutorial that I'll put out there. So is it scary moving forward? Yes. For a few reasons. One is I'm aware that my business is going to take a dip in how much I'll be earning next year because this thing that's one of the biggest, I mean, for most of the year, it is my entire income, very hefty part of what I bring in, I'm giving up. And so that's scary. But I also really believe what I preach, that when you go all in on the one niche, you're able to make it that much better. So while I know there will be a momentary dip in my income, I also know that in the long run, it's going to pay off and that things will balance out. And I do think that that will show both in the quality of the work that I do, what I'm, how I'm able to show up and help people, and also in how much I earn. I, I believe it. So yes, is it scary? I'm leaning into the unknown. Um, but I think it's going to shake out in a way that I'm really pleased with. Another big reason that I am excited about having less on my plate is so that I can figure out and get some systems in place. Now, what do I mean by systems in place? I mean, organizing my business and having uh, systems in place. Okay, Elizabeth, how do we describe that better? So for example, right now, I have a podcast and I will reach out to people or they'll reach out to me and say, hey, I'd love to be a guest on the podcast or I'd love to have you. And ideally, I have a very strict calendar with Calendly, which I do currently have, but it's not up to date the way that it could and should be. 
And ideally, I just send the Calendly link and say, find a spot here and sign up. And I make sure that those spots are open on my calendar and that my calendar is synced with what's available there. And I only record on Tuesdays and Thursdays on, you know, whatever weeks. I just, I want to have that so down, like down pat, is that how you say that? I want to have it so niche down that I know exactly what I have available and I don't have to be emailing, you know, back and forth with people. Are you available this day? No. How about this? How about that? I just send them the Calendly, Calendly link and they sign up for a spot. So that's one system. Another system that I like to get in place is using Asana. So I've hired uh, Natalie, who's amazing. And one of the things I really loved when I hired her is that she knows how to use Asana. So I was like, great, let's use Asana. She uses Asana. I'm not using it yet. And I don't use it for my team. And so I want to, when instead of sending an email or hopping on Voxer or sending a text message to anyone on my team, I want to only communicate through Asana. And if they wonder what to do, they know to go look in Asana. Everything is kept there and that is how we communicate. And so I just, I'm ready to slow down a bit so that I can start using that and making that a habit so that things are more organized. And I know that move, if I were to continue to move forward with my business as is, it's just not organized very well. Uh, it's not terrible, but it's also, I will cap myself at a certain point. I can only do so much and I need to let go of the reins a bit more. Uh, also, I have Natalie helping with social media and she'll go on and create posts. I'm definitely still on Instagram responding and doing the DMs. But forever, she would create a little caption and I would go in and, oh, let me tweak it. I'm slowly giving that up and letting her just create the caption because I cannot be in all of the little itty bitty details if I want to grow and scale. If I have my hands in all of the things, I am spread too thin. And so my goal is to really hand over that ownership to my team and to let them come up with things, post the things, you know, we can have our weekly and monthly meetings where we come up with ideas, but then from there they can just run with it and do what they want. And that opens up a lot of freedom and time for me. Is it scary? Absolutely. Is it going to be just how I would have written it? Nope. And I'm learning to just be okay with that and to let go of that a little bit. I'm also realizing as I coach and work with uh, other business owners, while I love the marketing, that's a very, very fun part of business for me, it, it doesn't matter to a point if I have the best marketing advice for someone, if they're not in a good headspace, it is irrelevant. And so a lot of times when I'm coaching people for business, I'm realizing, oh, we need to work on the thoughts in our minds and the stories that we're telling us ourselves. So I have a life coach and I'm studying and learning. I'm not going to become a life coach or a psychologist, but I want to have a few more tools so that I can really help with the mindset because so much of business success really starts with our minds and our thoughts and these scarcity, uh, there's not room enough or competition or I'm not good enough or 
no, I don't believe that that's not really going to work. I mean, all these different thoughts that, that sneak in, I'm trying to learn some tools to help people overcome those things. Because like I said, I, I've seen where we come up with a great plan and it just gets derailed because as they move forward with it, their thoughts get in the way and they become, you know, a traitor to their thoughts. And so I'm really interested and excited to learn how to navigate that with the people that I mentor. And, and I love mentoring. That's a part of my business that I want to keep around. And I'm still trying to figure out what that's going to look like. What is a sustainable way for me to coach and mentor people, but also to be able to do it? You know, I can't cut it out completely, but I also need it to be sustainable to where I'm not burning my candle from both ends, if you will. And then there's this idea, this thing that I've been thinking about. Um, I (laughs) plan to live to be 95 years old which I know that can come across as like, oh, great. Good luck with that. That's completely out of your control, Elizabeth. But I have listened to a speaker. He wrote, I think it's called The Blue Zones. And he talks about these little different pockets of the world where people live to be old, older, like in their hundreds, but not just living to be older. It's a great quality of life. Like they're active and they're, you know, they're happy. They're out and about and contributing and a way that you'd want to live. And so he studied why, you know, what makes a person live to be that old and that good of quality of life. And one of the main things was they want to live to be old. That he says, generally, you know, we can decide, oh, I probably think I'll live to be about this old. That's a pretty powerful thing. It goes back to our thought process that we have, our thoughts have more power than we realize. So yes, I'd like to live to be 95 and I'd like to be, you know, active and doing well. And, and so I also show up in my life a little differently because I have that expectation. I try to eat well and stay fit and active because I plan to live a long time with that in mind. I am not even halfway through my life if I live to be 95, which I plan to do. I think about that. I mean, we're, we're talking elementary school, junior high, high school, college, marriage, having kids, halfway. I mean, I, that's a lot. That's a lot of life that I've lived, a lot of experiences. And to repeat that plus some, imagine how much can happen. And so I really want to show up in this next half of my life in a way that is fulfilling and exciting And so stepping back a little bit, you know, getting some perspective of if I get rid of this part of my business, that opens up and allows me time to really reflect and really plan and be intentional moving forward with my business. I don't just want to do something because, well, you know, it's done pretty well and proof of concept and it was really great at one point, but now I don't know, I better just keep it because. So um, yeah, it's time. It's time for me to, with for really good reasoning, you know, to have this new intention moving forward and to embrace my business and, and bring the products forward that are the most fulfilling and rewarding, both for those who I serve and for myself. And while I absolutely have ideas of things that I want to do moving forward, right? Like every entrepreneur, 
I keep coming up with, oh, I could do this. Oh, I could do this. I have promised to myself that unless it's on the dockets and scheduled to happen at this point, I will not be adding anything to what I do in 2024 until September of next year. So uh, yes, I, I have an idea of something that I most likely will be offering in the future that goes in line with quiltrepreneurs. But I'm going to wait until September of 2024 to bring that to life because I really need to say no and allow myself time to, well, first of all, to hold myself to that commitment of, no, I'm, I'm not going to add any more and let's see what this is like because I've gotten so used to just adding, adding, adding and doing, doing, doing that it's unfamiliar for me to not just be busy and going, going, going. So I want to have that intentional breathing space. And while, yes, it's somewhat scary to wonder what is 2024 going to look like um, financially for my business and all of that, it's going to be okay. And things, it's going to work out. And I'm, I'm excited for it. As much as I don't know exactly what that will look like, I also know that it's going to be great. And I'm excited to, to show up in the ways that I am going to be showing up in 2024. I'm excited to still have this podcast. It brings me so much joy. And I'm excited to for the quilt pattern writing course. It's uh, this thing that I've really leaned into that I'm really loving. And to really focus in on, to listen to you listeners, to my students, to find out what are the struggles? How can I really help a person see a difference and have an impact and grow and to help others tap into what is success to you, what's meaningful and important to you, and how can you achieve that? That's what I really want to do. And that's going to look like doing less and being super intentional about the things and the people that I do show up for. And there are some things in 2024 that are on the calendar that I'm really excited to share about. One that when I found out it was happening and who was going to be at this thing, I literally cried. And my husband's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I just, I'm so happy. So, I mean, there are some really exciting things that I'm still grappling with. How do I, when and how do I announce this thing? Um, So I can't wait to share more about that. And I'm also excited for next Friday where I'm going to be sharing what this change in my business is going to be and what that's going to look like. And some of the nitty gritty details of how I decided to do it, who's going to be taking over, how is like the buyout, what what does that entail and look like? Um, So join me next Friday and we'll share all those details with you. And until then, if you have a moment, go ahead and leave a review for the podcast. You can pay yourself forward there, pay it to you forward. I don't know how to say that. Pay it forward. There we go. Uh, But thank you so much for being here on the Crafty Career Podcast. And thank you for being a part of this journey as my business kind of pivots and changes and grows. And yeah, I've got more ahead to share with you about some business things that have been a little bit rocky lately. But, you know, as I was sharing about it with my husband, he's like, well, tell your audience about this. This doesn't need to be, you know, this can be used as a really educational experience for your listeners. So I do have some of that in store as well as some really awesome guests coming up. So we'll talk to you soon until next Friday. Have a wonderful week. 